Welcome back to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. A brand new guest for this newest episode. Please welcome Rob Ebel of ESP Media. Rob owns ESP Media and we'll talk to him about how he started up the company, what's new for 2022, and so much more. But first, a word from this episode's sponsor. Hi, this is Lee W. Mallon of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, here to talk about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. It's BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. The podcast talking local Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio area sports. Listen on your favorite podcast platforms by visiting sindaypod.com. That's C-I-N-D-A-Y-P-O-D.com. Intro theme is Overdrive by Matrika from Upbeat.io. Here's your host, Lee W. Mowen. And on the phone, we have Rob Ebel of ESP Media. Rob, good to talk to you again. How are you? Lee W., how are you? Nice to uh, be on your show. I know we've tried this a few times, and logistics just didn't work for us. And uh, so today, we're finally able to do this. And how about technology? Gotta love it. I mean, especially when it works, right? Uh, Yeah, but if it worked all the time, Lee, I wouldn't have a job. Yeah, fair enough. I guess that's a good point. But uh, it's good to have you on. It's uh, nice to have you on. It's nice to start planning for fall. I mean, I already got my first few events planned and ready to go. So I'm excited to get back in working with ESP. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, This time of year, we're uh, going through gear and making sure everything's still in working order and cleaning things up and interviewing uh, prospective candidates for videography, production, play-by-play. So it's, you know, the the schools are in summer workouts, you know, uh, June and July, and, and we're certainly doing our summer workouts, getting ev- everything ready for uh, that first week. I guess it's the, that Friday is August 19th in Ohio. That's the uh, first week kickoff, but uh, that golf starts early August and uh, but it'll be be here before we know it absolutely looking forward to another great year in Cincinnati area sports so let's begin the interview where are you from I am originally from Cincinnati Ohio I grew up in Madeira and uh, have stayed here except for two years when I lived in Puerto Rico when I was working for Starkist Foods um, the peaks of valleys of living in the Caribbean full-time uh, in the winter months, it was fabulous, but summer months, it got a little toasty. I can understand that. How did you transfer over into sports? Well, I, gosh, I, I think back, I'm going to show my age. I was born in 64, so I, I actually went to Crosley Field, and I can remember it. I remember when 
Riverfront opened in 70 midway through the season. Um, but I, I, I think that's what we did in the summertime. You know, we played wiffle ball in the backyard and, you know, we played three sports, you know, you played football in the street and, um, it's interesting now when you drive through neighborhoods, you don't see kids playing sports out in their yards like we used to. It, it's it's kind of changed, but I, I guess the neighborhood is what, you know, and lifestyle back then, Lee. It was um, playing sports, doing the three sports, football, basketball, baseball. That's what, I guess that's what most of us did back then. And it got us introduced. And heck, I don't even know when I started. I'm guessing three, four, five. I don't know when. I don't even think we had T-ball back then. So I, I, I think it was, I think we started with D1 and Madera Nothole. And I think it was Coach Pitts when we first started. Whether was, I don't know if it was D3 or D1, which was first, but I don't ever remember doing T-ball. But yeah, it's just, it's just what, what you did as a kid back then. I mean, think, think about it. when was the last time you drove through a neighborhood and you had a three-on-three football game in the street or a, a wiffle ball game. Uh, there's a couple uh, Twitter sites that track, you know, back in when I was a kid and, and they always show the little wiffle ball and bat and the, the wiffle ball that had the holes on the one side that, man, you could make that thing look like Gaylord Perry. And you didn't have to use any spit for it, but it was, uh, it was, it was a fun time to grow up. I will tell you, we had, you know, we have four TV stations and, uh, this week in baseball was a cool thing that we sat down with uh, Joe Graziola and, and Tony Kubek and this week in baseball. And, you know, that was a big thing to get on the Saturday broadcast. Now, good Lord, there's mm-hmm. high school baseball on ESPN now. So it's, it's a different time. It's who, who says which one's better, but um, that's when I got introduced to it and I just got in my blood and that was uh something that was important in our family. And, you know, we, we played the three sports and, and uh, it was fun. It was a great childhood. So we talk about your love of sports and getting into sports early on. So when did you make the decision that you wanted to have a company that helped cover sports? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, That, that was the furthest thing from my mind because I worked 19 years, I graduated from UC in 87 and in business, and I worked professionally for 19 years um, in the financial side of things uh, at Aircraft Engines and Formica and Starkist and was the VP of Finance, Starkist Caribe in Mayaguez, Puerto Rico for two years. And um, Bill Johnson uh, closed down our uh, headquarters in Newport and moved everybody, uh, moved everyone to, uh, Pittsburgh. And my wife and I decided we weren't going to move to Pittsburgh. And I took an exit package and when within a couple months of being a stay at home dad, um, I ran into Mike Cameron, my former coach at Moeller, baseball coach at Moeller. And he had heard that, uh, I was being a stay at home dad and asked if I wanted to uh, come back to Moeller and, uh, be a baseball coach on his staff and before I know it, uh, I started coaching baseball at Moeller in 2000 and, uh, I then added football to the inventory and, uh, coached for nine years at the uh, Moeller baseball and football. 
So I, I, you know, it was, uh, it was two year round sports. You don't think as baseball being year round, but it was a year round sport of molar and football is definitely year round. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was a great experience. We, we had several, uh, state championships in, in that run. It was fun. I got out in 09 when we won state championship in 09 and, um, through my coaching of nine years, I realized that there were some things lacking, uh, game films, websites, you know, when you go to try to scout your other team, nobody's website was any good. And, um, you know, so I, I, I finished up in June of 2009. And right after that, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to start ESP media. And at first it was just, uh, filming high school football huddle. Uh, for molar football because my dad did it when I was coaching and uh, uh, he was getting up a little older and a little harder for him to get up in the press box. So I, I said, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and film. And before I knew it, we put a name to it and I was filming uh, for John Rodenberg. And that's kind of where the whole thing started. And uh, uh, it's, it's just kind of, it was organic and it morphed just from some needs that I recognized from coaching and, um, you know, it's just, that's how the whole thing started. We talked about earlier about how things change, like, you know, playing outside, you know, was a big thing back then. And, you know, back when you started coaching, you know, we didn't have the websites we have today, like from ESP or, uh, who's the company that makes all those conference websites around Cincinnati, Dayton. Those are great ones too. Um, but SID, SID tools, I think it is. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty cool that you got, you know, after coaching, it's like, wait a minute, there's needs and just get off the ball rolling like that. So, yeah, and it's it. <clears throat> my uncle, who I'm named after, had a uh, very successful uh, production company, uh, very successful in, in Chicago and Hollywood and Vancouver. And he did a lot of uh, did a lot of video production and was very successful, won numerous Clio awards. And I knew I, when I got out of coaching that I wanted to do my own business because I, I was a big fan of Shark Tank and, um, I just didn't know where it was going to go. I had, uh, been DJing gosh, since I was in seventh grade. So I had a love for the music, the, the PA, the behind the scenes thing since I was in seventh grade. And uh, I originally went to Ohio University on, uh, on, in the RTV uh, scripts program, but I, did, I only lasted a year in Athens. I discovered the junction on Court Street and uh, forgot about why I was there. So I switched majors and went back to UC and graduated in finance uh, once reality set in. But yeah, so uh, being in the supporting entertainment type of industry was kind of in my blood. I just didn't know how to get there. And it's kind of funny looking back and prepping for this interview, just kind of because I, I don't think about these things. And uh, it's kind of funny how the whole thing came about. So what were some of the steps into creating ESP media and branching out from just, you know, huddle filming to broadcast websites and what everything covers now for ESP? Well, it's interesting that you asked that. The there was one moment that changed everything, and uh, John Rodenberg was the one 
who was the head coach at Moeller for 12 years, he is now exciting for me. He's back, and now he's the head football coach at uh, Indian Hill. Mm-hmm. And he's a dear friend. And all the way back in 2011, so the company had been fledgling around for a year. He caught wind of this uh, Nike rivalry um, campaign that Nike was trying to put together. And they asked schools around the country to put a video together about your school's rivalry. Mm-hmm. And John, John called me one day. He said, Eves, take a look at this and see if this is something we want to put together. Because at this point, all I was doing was filming. Uh, I, you know, I was, I was doing huddle filming uh, for Moeller football. And um, I thought, okay, well, I certainly played back in those days for Coach Faust. I was on his last, last team. So I put together uh, a video. It had to be f- no more than five minutes long on the, on the rivalry. And uh, Moeller had several rivalries. So I put a video together. And we submitted it to Nike. And what's interesting, uh, Mark Doran went up to Canton uh, because Mark was called. Mark was the direct ops director for Moeller Football. Mm-hmm. And Nike had contacted Mark and said, hey, we need a representative for your video submission. And looking back on it now, it, it's kind of interesting. So there were 920 uh different submissions from around the country. And believe it or not, that video that I put together on the Moeller football rivalries won the Nike contest. Wow. And uh, Moeller, from the contest, I know that they, I I think they received a hundred grand in uniforms for Nike by winning this uh, contest. And somewhere on one of my sites, I still have that video listed somewhere. But uh, that, Lee, is what put us on the map. Uh, Everyone was like, who in the hell is ESP Media? What are they all about? And uh, so that gave us an identity. And things just grew from there. Um, Different ADs started calling, seeing what we were doing at Moeller with a website and a mobile app. And because uh, nobody was doing what we were doing there, we were we were setting the bar with new new websites. We were partnered with iHi out of Lexington, and just doing some great stuff. And um, you know, before you know it, Jan Wilking had called from Oak Hills, and uh, so then I have Oak Hills, and we just started adding schools. Gary Crowley from Princeton called, and we just it was all organic because we weren't doing any advertising, and. Um, I was running it. I was running everything out of my basement and um, got to the point where my wife was like, nah, time to get out of the house. Too much equipment, too much going on. And um, so that's, that's kind of how things began. It was all uh, just creating a need, setting a bar really high, trying to do great stuff for our clients. And people saw it and wanted to be a part of the good stuff we were doing. What were some of the toughest steps to? growing organically like that lack of capital Hmm. and and lack of good people i think uh 
looking back on it now, you know, because I didn't, I didn't want to borrow any money, which we did. We still, we don't have any debt. And then just finding good people that wanted to come on, get on your bus and go with you. And uh, I, I think that was the toughest part. And quite frankly, we didn't know what we didn't know. We were, you know, we were doing things, Lee, that nobody else was doing. And I'm sure we made some mistakes along the way. And um, uh, we would, you know, they'd tell us when we did and we'd make changes. But, um, you know, uh, I remember a conversation when just in the last couple of years when Joe Roberts <coughs> took the job at Princeton and I met Joe for the first time and I explained to him what ESP Media does and how we were kind of a full service high school sports media shop. And he looked at me and goes, this is great. I, you know, cause he was from up in Lexington, Ohio. He had never heard of anything like this. And um, so it was kind of a, for me, it was a feel good moment with Joe because Joe's extremely well respected around the state of Ohio and, and the country. Matter of fact, uh, and for him to recognize what we were doing and, and Joe's been all in with us and he's been a great partner. Um, and just, you know, I kind of put my coach's hat on and figure out how we can help teams and programs to get better and do things, you know. You know, one of the taglines we use with our website business is, you know, we let we let athletic directors uh, be athletic directors and we, we take over the media management for them that they don't have to be social media managers. So it's just, it's finding out what high school teams, coaches, administrators need assistance with and that's where we come that's where esp has found our niche coming in and helping them how about some of the most rewarding points in building esp you mentioned the video that helped win bowler that nike contest but how about some of the other uh rewarding points i i think that would have to be all of these state championships that the different programs that we've supported over the years have won um whether it's molar football or any of the volleyball teams that we're associated with, St. Xavier lacrosse, Wyoming football, Wyoming soccer, uh, just the whole laundry list of schools that we've been a part of uh, where they've won state championships because that's their goal is to get the ring. Um, and, you know, we're a dotted line support group to that. So I think that's, that's one of the things, but, um, recently we took on a, a role, a support role with a student broadcast, uh, program, uh, here in Cincinnati. And one of the senior broadcasters, I kind of took under my wing this year and just had a great experience with this senior broadcaster and things went so well for him this year that he, he got a scholarship. Uh, out west to a very known broadcasting school and 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 to get um the note from him on the support that we gave him just meant a lot you know there's no state championship there but for him that was his state championship his reward was a a scholarship to a very well-renowned uh broadcasting school out west and i couldn't be happier for this guy and, you know, he, he was a great student. He listened and he applied and it really worked out for him. So, you know, so there's, there's uh, gold nuggets all along the way 
it, they don't necessarily, it doesn't have to be a season that they won a state championship, but all the teams that we've supported over the years, um, you know, I think back to a broadcast, I think it was, it would have been the regional finals in boys soccer last year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we did a, we did a student broadcast. Lee, they had 8,200 viewers to this broadcast for a high school soccer match. Wow. And, um, the team we were supporting didn't win, didn't go on to the final four. But just to think that we were a part of delivering that broadcast to 8,000 fans for high school soccer, it's pretty solid. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's huge. And also, uh, Mahar, right? He's the guy that got that scholarship at Arizona State? He did. Yes, he did. That was so cool to see. I mean, he's got a bright future. Yep, yeah, he's... Um, I don't. Did you work with me here by chance? I don't think we ever crossed paths, but um, I I remember telling him, "Hey, if you ever want to talk, I'm always here." So, but I don't think yeah, we ever. I think you're on one crossed. of the teaching podcasts. I think that, that we did. Yeah, that was really cool. That was a cool experience and something I've always wanted to help do is teach you know broadcasters what to do, what not to do. So that was that was probably the coolest thing I've had happen in a while. The, the thing that I've always made sure in, in August 1st, we'll be starting our 13th year. Mm-hmm. Um, all the support we do, it's not about us. We're, we're, we're there for the coaches. We're there for the uh, student athletes, uh, to the administration. You're not going to see my face. You know, I, I do have my name on the company, but I, this isn't about me. I, I had my 15 minutes. We're, we're here to support and make things better better for our clients and and it will always be that way you won't see me in front of the camera because i had my time i don't need that i'm here to, to help everybody else out to get there and and i think that approach i know it's been appreciated by by numerous members of the cincinnati media um and they tell me about it and it's just it's just nice to hear absolutely so we mentioned esp media start off with um like a huddle like thing for Mueller football, but what all does ESP media do? Well, um, our, our biggest piece of business is our website business. Um, we partnered uh, six years ago with sidearm sports based out of Syracuse, New York and sidearm is the, the largest developer and manager of athletic websites for collegiate, uh, for the collegiate ranks. And we partnered six six years ago with them to kind of flagship their high school division, and we we run uh, thirty two websites here in Kenwood, in Chicago, Toledo, Greater Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky. Uh, we run from our headquarters here in, in Kenwood. Um, that's our biggest piece. Um, we also, uh, over the years, have uh, it was really COVID driven. Uh, done a lot of broadcasting. Uh, we do uh, uh, video and audio broadcasting. Uh, most recently, we worked with Flow Sports out of Austin, Texas, and uh, they took a chance on us and a company called Vipe out of Houston to see if the high school pay-per-view model uh, would take off. And I warned them that I thought the only reason it took off to the level that it did two years ago was because of COVID and there was a need. So we partnered with them uh for two seasons two seasons and uh we parted ways after the 
after the second season, and uh, we're back uh, just uh, on our standalone doing pay-per-view for our clients. Um, so that's a business. Uh, mobile apps, um, and we we added a division uh, for government work that we support several townships and cities in the greater Cincinnati area uh, doing specialty videos, podcasts, and trustee and council meeting videos. Uh, and it's, it's become a huge, um, it's become, become a huge portion of our business, but that's kind of a, really our focus. You know, we, we do, uh, websites, mobile apps, we do huddle production for, uh, different, uh, uh, sports and, and then our government piece. You mentioned broadcast, so I'll skip to this next question. What's new for the upcoming year? Well, I'm really excited about this. There, uh, we're, we're probably letting the cat out of the bag, but I'm okay at letting you have this little nugget, Lee. Hmm. Um, uh, the press release will probably go out next week that uh, ESP Media has partnered with the uh, ECC uh, here in Cincinnati that uh, – we believe it's the first conference network uh, in the state of Ohio. Uh, we are going to be broadcasting, let's see, we'll be broadcasting every week football, boys and girls soccer, and girls volleyball. And it looks right now that the broadcast will be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And there will be three broadcasts a day, uh, and that will be on eccbroadcast.com, I believe, is the domain. And uh, it's, it, it's extremely exciting that we're connected with 10 schools, great conference. Um, I know that if I don't put this up on my laptop because I want to make sure I get uh, – all the schools represented on this, but it's uh, we're pretty excited about it. We've been working on it for quite some time, and the time was just right. Um, so Anderson, Kings, Lebanon, Little Miami, Loveland, Milford, Turpin, Walnut Hills, West Claremont, Winton Woods. Um, it, it, it's just a great partnership. Uh, I've met with all of the ADs. The principals of the schools, they're all, all 10 are in, and it's just going to be a great partnership. And uh, Ray Spiker, the uh, commissioner of the ECC, has been a delight to work with, and we just couldn't be more excited to, to let this thing uh, get rolling. It's a continuation of that partnership from the winner. I had the uh, honor of broadcasting all those winter sports championships. My first time ever broadcasting cheerleading and dancing, which, by the way, thank you for setting me up with a color commentary, because if I didn't have one, yeah, I don't know how well I would have done. Well, you know what? That was actually, and I didn't tell anybody this, that was our trial run. And um, the, the schools wanted to see uh, our production value how we did things, and I put my A-team on it, and you guys, what we did, uh, swimming and diving, mm -hmm. wrestling, and then cheer and dance, and it was an absolute home run. And, um, you know, once we delivered delivered those broadcasts for the winter championships, um, you know, it was just uh, working out all the details, and it's just been a fun process. 
Absolutely. And again, getting the chance to do that was a big honor too. And you get to see so many great schools and great kids, you know, do their thing. A lot of, a lot of them going off to state championships and, you know, representing Cincinnati so well. So absolutely. And, you know, that's one, one of the things that's great about ESP is we try not to say no when someone comes to us about broadcasting something out of the big three. You know, when, when I, when we took the first meeting and they said that, you know, cheer and dance wrestling and swimming and diving, <clears throat> I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't say I paused. <laughs> um, and, and then I shared it with you guys. And, and I said, and like you said, uh, I think the only caveat we had was for cheer dance. We asked for, we asked for somebody to be on to educate us. I said, we'll be glad to do it, but we need somebody there. And the conference set us up with somebody great and um, it worked out super. And then Princeton, Princeton was fabulous from a pool perspective. You had done some Viking swim meets there and it's just a great pool to broadcast from. No question about it. And I love swimming and diving. Uh, I only got to announce it before uh, broadcasting for ESP, but it was, uh, it was something I was familiar with. So I was like, okay, you know, but yeah, Princeton's pool is awesome. Yeah, great facilities, great facilities. So yeah, so that so we're we're terribly excited uh, as a company, and uh, and I know the ECC as well uh, because it's a nice feather in their cap because they can uh, they can promote that they have their own broadcast network. Absolutely, and plus, you know, there's families outside Cincinnati, and they can see their kids, grandkids, what have you, and they don't have to be at the venue to do so. But you know, that's that's really cool. Yeah, so press release uh, probably next week or August first is going out on that, and uh, it, it's it's just awesome. I think uh, that week of the nineteenth will be our first uh, first broadcast, and um, there'll be plenty of stuff in the information about that out in the, out in the media. <clears throat> and with ECC networks uh, uh, starting up, the other schools will still get their coverage in too. Correct? Yeah, we're still working on that. Um, yeah, you know, we've uh, we've got broadcast clients that we've had for years and years. That uh, that's one of the things I've been working on today. That I spoke to you about before we went live is just uh, lining up interviews to try to find enough staff. You know, um, we've all heard about how uh, small businesses, restaurants, they have staffing issues. Um, we have the same thing. You know, because we've we've got a staff now. These uh, uh, 12 new broadcasts for the ECC, but then we also have clients that have been broadcast clients for years that we also have to staff. So it's, um, it's, uh, certainly affecting everybody. So let's talk about the schools and sports. What all is covered with, uh, your company? Let's go by season. Fall season, we cover football, girls, volleyball, boys, soccer, girls, soccer, Cross-country golf and tennis are kind of interesting um, options. I know that we do broadcast a few cross-country invitationals. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know we have one October 1st at St. Xavier High School that we'll be broadcasting. It's a whole-day event. I think we're on the air for nine hours that day. Wow. Uh, Golf, one of the things that we're going to try with one of our clients this year is we're going to uh, interview – some of the golfers 
before they go off on 10 or 1, I guess in the parking lot and before they go and warm up, we're going to try to show golf some love. Tennis, we still haven't figured out that one. Um, it's just so hard to figure out how to cover tennis unless they're at the regional finals up at the Mason Center uh, to get a camera angle, to get power, to be able to do it. We're just, tennis is one we have not been able to tackle. Um, in the winter season, certainly boys and girls basketball, wrestling, swimming, we have done uh, numerous meets uh, of um, boys and girls swimming. Bowling was one we tackled head-on last year, and it was a blast. Mm. Holy cow. Lee, were you on any of those bowling broadcasts? I was scheduled to, but then I got switched, so I still haven't got a bowling meet done. But hopefully this winter, you'll save me one. Yeah, it. Uh, I know in one of the ECC meetings, Tony Hemelgarn mentioned how he went to Cherry Grove Lanes and walked in, and Richard Skinner was broadcasting um, ECC bowling. I believe it was Turpin versus Anderson. The house was packed, and it was just a great broadcast. Skinny used to do BPA King of Bowling for Channel 9, so it was like you had uh, Channel 9 on your TV. It was fabulous. So that was a great ad for us last year. Uh, cheer and dance. We we handled the ECC Championships Cheer and Dance, and I'm sure we'll be back again this year. Uh, spring season, baseball, softball, and lacrosse, boys and girls lacrosse. Track and once again, tennis. Track and tennis, I guess, are the two sports that we have yet to tackle broadcasting. Um, track and field, I think, would be similar to, to cross country because the, the matches are so long and there's so many things going on at the same time. I'm not sure how we would cover it, but if there's a way, we'll figure it out. And tennis, it's just like with boys, it's just like the girls. It's tough. It's, it's tough to figure out. And then, uh, Boys volleyball in the spring has been a big sport of ours for a long time. And with that partnership with uh, OHS BVA, too, you know, getting to do the regional finals and state finals up in the Columbus area, that's huge, too. Yeah, we just finished up our 12th year with them, and uh, it was, uh, it's been a great partnership. One of, one of the, probably the top three uh, in my 12 years doing this, that's, the partnership, the relationships, the people, and watching the sport grow into an emerging sport in the OHSA. I mean, it literally, it literally took them a dozen years to get there, and uh, we were we were associated with them for every year. And to watch it grow and watch the sport get better each year, and I know I was partnered with you up at Westerville Central. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's it's good volleyball. Absolutely. No question about it. That and girls wrestling now in OHSAA sport. Yeah. I mean, that's that's going to be huge this year as well, especially Lebanon. Their first year, they were dominant. I mean, we got yes. to we got to catch a few of those uh, uh, bouts before the, the boys would wrestle. And wow, they, they were really good. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's just amazing. And then to watch lacrosse where it's come in the last 12 years. Wow. Oh, absolutely. I mean, getting to do CHCA a few times this year. I mean, those were some really good teams. Yes. Well, I'll show you how old I am. I used to broadcast CHCA's coach when he played a molar. So he's now the head coach at CHCA, and they had a nice team this year. It's a small world, isn't it? It is a small world. So uh, how about the schools? We mentioned the ECC is completely covered. Those 10 yeah, schools. I don't know if I... 
I don't want to bore the listeners at home with all 30, 32 schools, but we go as far north as Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, far north, I guess, northwest of Chicago. We've got a couple of schools in Toledo, uh, mainly the greater Cincinnati area. I'd love to grow into the Chicago market, Dayton market. It's just tough area because I, I know when I used to look at the websites and try to get information, um, the, the Columbus sites could use some updating. Uh, we'd love to get in there at the Columbus and get some of those schools and uh, manage their sites for them. So if any of the Columbus schools are listening and are curious, they can go to ESPmediaSN.com and see our work. Uh, we'd love to talk with them. I know um, I've been blessed to cover Princeton sports for the past two seasons. And my first year, it was uh, Loveland football. And that was really cool. Uh, it's it's really cool to be able to come back to Loveland as well this year. So, I'm yeah, really- it's the thing that, you know, the thing that's key with me, Lee, and, and why this has worked is because it's it's all about building relationships. And uh, I had a coach that I worked with for years, Mike Jones, who taught me about uh, relationships. And that's, you know, that's, you know, when an AD moves schools and they call you to come and work for them at another school, that's when you know you've got a relationship. And, um, you know, they trust you that that you're going to do a great job for them. And that's what's important to us. Who are some of the folks that get to help out with ESP Media other than myself? Well, it's just you and I, Lee. That's it. Wow, we cover a lot of miles. (laughs) Um, Right now, I think... uh, well, first and foremost, my son, Elliot Ebel, he's been with me now. Let's see. This will be do the quick math. This will, he'll be starting his ninth year uh, with me. Um, he handles anything and everything that you see on the websites that we operate for ESP Media. That goes through his department. He handles all that. Um, I turned the keys over to him four or five years ago as the media side of the house was growing, and he's just... <clears throat> he's just championed the whole thing and just absolutely uh, done a, a, a heck of a job. It's uh, been fun to watch him grow that piece of the business, and it's uh, fun. Uh, the other the other portion is is we've got longtime employees that are contractors. I think we're up to 42 total right now uh, to make this thing go, which I never thought in a million years that we'd be up to 42 people. But from... Uh, I was thinking back who's been with me the longest, and I think it has to be Mike Reeder. I think Mike's been with me since the get-go. Greg Matangahan, my brother-in-law, has been with me close to as long as we've we've had this company going. Um, I actually coached at Moeller with Mike because Mike was the uh, varsity hockey coach at Moeller for 15 years, and our paths crossed when we were coaching and uh, had a friendship, and so that I just started and, you know, I've got broadcasters that have been with me for a long time. Greg Waddell has been with me a long time. Zach Waddell, his son. Uh, Zach's a great producer for us. Um, You know, if I hit a whole list, Richard Skinner's been with us for about five years. He does a great job broadcasting. Um, John McCracken um, is the relative of one of the athletic directors at Princeton. And I reached out to one of them and said, man, I need some help. And uh, so John called me and I think John, John's about ready to start his sixth or seventh year with us. So I, 
I know I'm not listing 42 people, but there's just uh, a, a lot of great people, Lee. Uh, yourself, Sammy Joe Pruitt. We just, uh, we've got great people. Uh, I, you know, I, I consider them family. Um, it's, um, I, I know that I'm leaving a lot of people out. I'm not doing that, but you kind of caught me off guard on that. Oh, uh, uh, that's my fault. I'm sorry, but that 42 people's a lot. And plus, uh, Greg Waddell, former guest on this podcast. Hopefully, I get Richard Skinner on one day. He's the sports anchor at Local 12, CBS in Cincinnati. So yes. there's there's a lot of great names of ESP. And, you know, I, I haven't worked with anyone I didn't like. I mean, it's great people. So excited. That's uh, that's great. In fact, uh, I'm going to I'm going to while we're talking, I'm going to uh, um call up my 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 list so i want to make sure that i i don't miss anybody no, that's that's all right so let me ask you 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 produce on the side a few years that i've been worth esp i mean you said that we worked together at westerville central uh what's some of your favorite venues you got to work for wow steve albrink's a name um i'm going through my list uh, Steve's fairly new with us, but but still done an unbelievable job. Absolutely. Um, before we, Zach Connor's been a great addition to us. Uh, I've mentioned Greg Waddell. Just give me a second here. Jason Griefer, great yeah. announcer. Hopefully, we're able to keep keep him around. Uh, Colin Cruz, he's been a great. I know you've worked a bunch with Colin. Yeah, Colin's been my main producer for fall and winter. And then spring, yeah. it was uh, Steve mostly. But hey, like I said, I love working with everyone. Jay Lackey, uh, Maria Meese. Just give me make sure. I just want to make sure if anybody goes back and listens. Brandon Robinson. I mentioned Skinny, Zach Wandell, and Alex Leeds. Alex has been a great ad for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Ask that question. Oh, venues. Um, yeah, venues. <clears throat> I have to say, we've been fortunate enough to work with clients that go pretty far in um, in tournament play. And the further you go in tournament play gets you some really nice venues. Um, just off the top of the, my head, when Mulder Basketball was making those consecutive runs to the Final Four, broadcasting from a from an executive suite at the Schottenstein Center was a lot of fun. Mm. I would rent out a suite and we would broadcast from it instead of being down on the floor. And it was kind of our end of the year uh, party, if you will, for our, our winter sports broadcasts. So that, that was big. Um, Fawcett stadium. Once uh, they put in all those millions of dollars to make it NFL worthy uh, is a beautiful place to broadcast from now. Um, Nippert Stadium's fun for football. Um, it's just too bad high school football can't play at Nippert anymore. Yeah, I know. It was a, it's a it's a lot of fun to be there for that. Uh, baseball wise, we've done Great American Ballpark, um, which is fun. But I got to tell you, I think I like being at. I'm going to call it Marge Shot Stadium at UC. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a nice yard uh, to broadcast baseball. Everything's right there. It's just, it takes forever to get to your broadcast booth at Great American. Um, I like broadcasting from St. Xavier because you've got such an elevation 
that you can see everything great um, unless the opposing team wears jerseys that you can't read the numbers. That makes it hard. Yeah, that's supposed to be a new rule kicking in, I think, next year that you can't wear those type of jerseys, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I think what else? Uh, I'm going to say uh, it's hard for me to say this as a UC Bearcat, but Cintas Center. Um, Cintas Center is a great place to broadcast from. Yeah, that's, that looks like a really great gym. Oh, boy. we they they allow, uh, Cintas folks allowed us to uh, set up where uh, Byron uh, broadcast from, and uh, it was uh, pretty special sitting there. Uh, great vantage point, uh, great sight lines, great sound levels. Just was, Cintas a pretty great place. I mean, locally, I, I love Princeton set up at football and basketball because it's, you know, there's great sites there and just the massive gymnasium they have is wow. Yeah, that as far as high school gyms go. Yeah, uh, I think Princeton's got to be tops. And you know what? Their football stadium uh, is right up there as well for high school. I like Loveland's, too. I mean, we were on top of the press box, but there's just something about it. Just like it's it reminds me of home with all yeah. the uh, woods and everything. So I, I think that's why I like Loveland a lot too. We, we, we don't have a shortage of good venues to call from. Yeah. It's uh, we're, we're very fortunate. All the ECC uh, facilities are all top notch. Now I'm really going to put you on the spot with this question, Rob, go for it. Your favorite moment or achievement while running ESP media. Favorite moment. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned it before. Uh, if we don't win that Nike contest, which we entered it, we didn't think we had a chance in hell. I mean, here's this guy that, that you know, I, I coached for nine years and uh, pretty much the new head football coach says, hey, why don't we take a stab at this? So I took a stab at it and it, I think it changed the whole direction of my company uh, by winning that Nike rivalry contest. I don't, um, I, I, I think... That catapulted us and allowed us avenues and lanes that if we don't win that, I, I, I think there's roads that we never would have been able to be on. So I, I think I, I'll go back to a story I mentioned earlier in the podcast. I think it was winning. And it's the first thing you see when you walk into my uh, office here. When you walk in the door, look left. I've got the Nike certificate. It's the first thing you see. And I, I don't tell anybody that, but that's the, you know, the first thing you see when you walk into my place is, is the uh, winning certificate uh, of that contest. And I, I, I put it there subtly and I've never shared that with anybody, but that's why I put it there because it, it kind of drove everything we did. I mean, just to think about it, I mean, if you don't beat out close to a thousand other schools in that contest, I mean, what does the company look like? you know, at this point. Right. I might just be filming uh, freshman football from over still. And now, I mean, look what all ESP does. I mean, we got Cincinnati locked down pretty well. Yeah, it, it's pretty funly. So let me ask about the future. Uh, we talked about the ECC network a bit, but what are some of your goals or future plans you like to accomplish? It's a fine question, young man. <laughs> um goals i would like i i think really is just continue what we're doing supporting 
supporting our clients that continue to want to be partnered with us and knowing that we go the extra yard, the extra mile, whatever it takes to support our clients in whatever they need. Um, you know, I think that's my goal is to continue what we do. And, you know, with this media business, things change every two years to three years. You know, I think at the equipment that we used 12 years ago, that's mothballed on shelves in our storage unit. Um, you just have to, you just have to continue evolving and finding out what's important, stay connected to these programs. I, I think that's the goal is to, to continue to remain relevant as a support function for your clients in, in whatever capacity that they need, you know, because uh, each sport's different. Um, some sports don't use huddle. Some live by it, you know, just, just different things. You know, I, it's hard for us to support a tennis program, um, but we would, you know, we do on the website, but if there's something that we could ever do with a tennis program, I'd love to figure out a way to help them. And, yeah. uh, you know, so that, just to remain relevant, to continue to do great things for our clients. And, you know, I would love to grow our government business more and pick up other communities and townships because I've, I've seen the importance and what we've done there and, and where we, where we are able to get in was price. We, we, there's only one other game in town that does what we do uh, in the government sector. And the reason we were able to get in there Lee, is because we're able to save these townships and, and uh, municipalities, a lot of money. Um, you know, so it's, uh, so that that's one of the pieces I'd I'd love to uh, advance some more. <clears throat> I'll be honest. I, I think this is the only interview I've done with a special guest that talks about the government side of things. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I will tell you that uh, there were some trying times when uh, COVID hit, mm -hmm. and and if it wasn't for <clears throat> uh, the government stuff, I, I don't know that we'd be here. You know, when uh, when we lose eight months of revenue, um, I had to reinvent what we were doing. And I got some help from our landlord. I got some unbelievable help from Tom Weedman um, at Sycamore Township, introducing me to people in other townships and municipalities that all, all, what Tom did is he got me in front of these people. He, he, he got me a listening ear, and I told him what we could do for him. Uh, Rich Wallace had set us up. We've been at Amberley Village doing all their media for eight years. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> so we had a little bit of a resume and some government work, albeit small. And some townships took a chance on us, and it's just been a great partnership. And... It literally, it literally saved the company, Lee. I didn't have to move out. I didn't have to lay anybody off. Uh, it saved us. It's really incredible to think about, too. I mean, with the government side of things, like, I mean, on a sports podcast like this, I didn't think that, you know, we would dive in anything like this. And it's something that I constantly forget about. It's like, oh, yeah, we do help out. I know Sims Township is one. Columbia Township is another. And Amberley Village, like you mentioned, Sycamore like Town. 
and Sycamore Township. And Sycamore Township. That's right. But man, that is that is really cool. I mean, just not only just sports, but government side. Just it's multifaceted. It's a multifaceted company. Yeah, and if you think about it, when we broadcast a township or a council meeting, you know, I'm still we still have a production switch. We're running three cameras. We'll run a PTZ camera. Uh, we've got microphones. We're tapping into PA systems, and we're broadcasting it on Vimeo Live. It's no different. It's just uh, our subject's different. We still got we got graphics on the screen. Um, you know, we got a start time. We got a stop time. It's um, it, we 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 just have different subjects and. What they were getting charged by the competitor, it was unbelievable when I was told that. And I, I looked at him and I said, hey, uh, we can save you some money here and probably deliver you a, a better product. And um, now we have longstanding relationships with these places that they're, you know, we're on third and fourth contracts with certain uh, townships. And it's it's been great. And it, it, it saved us. It, it, I swear, it, it was, um, I get choked up when I see Tom and I start talking about it. Because uh, this ESP media, due to uh, COVID, would have, uh, I think it, we, we would have been 86 if it wasn't for the government piece. Rob, what would you like to see in the future of media in Cincinnati? You being a media business owner, what do you want to see out of Cincinnati in the future? Well, the one thing that I would like, and I have voiced this to Jan Wilking, to Joe Roberts, uh, to Scott Kaufman, is we have these production companies in the greater Cincinnati area that broadcast for these schools for an entire season. And then we're allowed to broadcast for them for, let's say, five state matches. Hmm. Then when they get to the final four, we have to go home. We can't follow it through because of the exclusive contract that uh, the OHSA has with Spectrum. And no disrespect to Spectrum, but, you know, the one thing I wanted, would love to know is how many, how many percentages of people have Spectrum in the state of Ohio? I, I can't believe it's more than 20. But the thing that's frustrating for me <clears throat> is that we're unable to broadcast these matches till the end. And um, that would be one thing I'd love to see changed not just for ESP media, but for any of the other companies that do it. <coughs> it, uh, it It's kind of an empty feeling. It's frustrating. And uh, we've had to experience that uh, numerous times, you know, because it's not the same when you broadcast audio wise, when you've done video broadcast for the whole season. Yeah. I mean, the Princeton football playoff run, uh, <laughs> the second game against Sycamore, it's just, we weren't able to do so because spectrum and it's just, it sucks because I've been with these guys for 10 weeks. I travel with these 11 weeks. I've been with these guys pretty much the entire season. And then here's OHSAA. So you know exactly what I'm saying. You yeah. lived it. Yeah, it's just, it's, I know why, because it's money, but it's still like 
we've covered this team throughout the entire thing. And again, no disrespect to Spectrum, but it's like you guys are just coming in like you guys haven't seen this team like I have. I've seen this team the entire time. I know who's, you know, the watch. And yeah, you can get that off stats, I guess, but it's just it's not the same. And it's just yeah, I I think that's the one thing that I would like to see changed. Um, you know, and if obviously if there was one thing that good that came out of COVID is that we all got a lot better at video streaming, mm-hmm. you know, because nobody was really doing it uh, to any success prior to COVID and the public demanded it, you know, grandma and grandpa in Naples wanted to be able to uh, watch their nieces or nephews play and, um, you know, the platforms have been there for us. And, you know, I, I know we're a better streaming company uh, because of COVID than we than we used to be. We learned something new during that uh, shutdown. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Yeah, it uh, it's made us all hungry. You know, just reevaluate everything. It's been great. So you mentioned that you're currently hiring for play-by-play, videography, producing. If those uh, folks that are listening to this podcast want to join the family, what advice could you give to them? Well, I I would tell them to email me at sales at ESPmediaSN.com, SN as sportsnetwork.com. Send me a note and uh, I can send them some links uh, on the uh, jobs that we have posted on Indeed. Uh, and let them fill them out and just go down the path and uh, um, see if we can uh, make a partnership. You know, I think about, you know, me, I think about when I uh, applied for ESP Media and I remember I I already booked my uh, soccer schedule as PA announcer for Wright State and University of Dayton. And then week four, I get the opportunity to broadcast and here I am. And now ESP is my main uh, gig during you know, school years. So I, Pretty I, exciting. I, I often think about that and it's like, wow, from just doing uh, Loveland football that one season to now mm-hmm. I get all these sports in Cincinnati and the city that I love the most. And it's just, I think about that all the time. I'm very grateful for that. So, well, you've been a great addition, Lee. I mean, this fall, I think I've got, I, I think I'll have you working five days a week. Hey, um, I'll take it. You know, it's uh, it's been a, you've been a great ad. I know you're a great cheerleader for what we're trying to do. You do a great job uh, on all your broadcasts. I know every uh, school that you go, they loved having you there, and we love Lee. And uh, I hear that from everybody. So it's uh, been a great partnership. And I love everyone. So definitely, and thank you, Rob. And this is going to be really cool with the ECC network. So. I'm looking forward to my fourth year with the company. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, it's going to be great. Uh, I know uh, we've got a great presence on social media for for Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram. <clears throat> Elliot and Steve handle all that. Mm-hmm. Um, on Twitter, we're at ESP Media SN, and I think it's the same uh, for Instagram. And uh, I know that uh, search that on Facebook, you'll see us in there. I think that's correct, too. I I believe that's ESP Media SN. 
Uh, how about you? Do you want to throw your social media link out there? No, it's not about me, my friend. Okay. If they want to follow ESP Media, they they can do that, and uh, they need to get get to me. Uh, just send it to that e- uh, email address. Rob, uh, you got any final words for this episode? Well, I'm glad we persevered and were able to pull this off, Lee. Uh, congratulations to you for doing 244 episodes. 244 of anything is a lot. So congratulations for for your your longevity with your podcast. And um, I hope the fans feel like they got some nuggets from this podcast and stuck with us uh, during this whole, whole time. And I uh, just, I... I appreciate you, Lee, for all the things you've done with us for the last three and a half years. And uh, I appreciate the friendship. I appreciate your friendship too, Rob. And here's to another great year with ESP. And it's only about a month until I'm at West Claremont against Hamilton. So that's that's going to be a lot of fun to see. And I'm looking forward to helping, you know, this company even more and growing along you know, as, as we continue on. Onward, onwardly, let's uh, have another great year and uh, I will see you soon. I'll talk to you soon, Rob. That will do it for this episode of the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. We'll talk to you again next time. Thank you for listening to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. Be sure to bookmark Cindaypod.com, spelled C-I-N-D-A-Y-P-O-D the official website of the podcast. You can find your favorite ways of listening to the local Sunday sports podcast, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon Music, the iHeartRadio app, and many more. You can also purchase merchandise from TeePublic and Redbubble to help support the podcast. Follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pod and the host at The Lee W. Mowen. The closing theme is Cosmopolitan from Pecan Pie on Upbeat. This is Lee W. Mowen signing off another episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Thank you for your continued listenership, and join me on the next episode.